Hello, 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 and welcome to the Lowly Yogi Tales and Other Stuff podcast. Welcome from the multiverse, wherever you find yourself vibrating. Attune this way, and let us have some fun. Today, join as we wander in auspicious coincidence together. Taking our journey further into the realm of story, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the canon. Oh, I use canon. Well, my hand did move and words did come, and here we are with the Tara Tales. Tara Tales is a very nice grouping of stories that I, I think, I think it's time to share. This story today is called Shiva's Trick. And here we go. A tale as secret as mists of time is now to reveal its nature on these pages. This is the tale of Shiva's Trick. Told for yogis who have the love for Bodhi's sweet nature. May it benefit all beings and bring only protection and Buddha fields of loving kindness. May it ripen all sentient beings' mind, hearts, freeing them from samsara into the bliss of the enlightened fire of Shiva's mind. Shiva's Trick Let us return to ancient days lost now to us in the smoke of Kalima. A time before weapons and war, money, or barter. A time of golden peace and prosperity. Let us now join the gathering and take our seats upon the thrones of gold and jewel, silk and downy softness, to hear a lowly yogi's tale. He wanders from the brush, staff in hand. He meanders towards the stage, an ancient moss-covered tree at the front of the crowd. He smiles, his eyes flash like diamonds, and his teeth, like sharpened daggers, show themselves to all. His hair tied in a knot at the top of his head is as wild strands flying this way and that. His eyes red and the color of blood, his skin the color of ash, darkened as though he had just come from a funeral pyre. With great ease, this wild-eyed yogi took his seat on a bed of electric green moss. The crowd settled into silence, and as though the air itself turned to crystal honey, sweet words poured from the yogi's lips. And this is the story he told. Long ago, a deal was made. The king of the demons, a bull-headed fiery giant, approached Brahma, god of gods, and asked him a boon. What is a boon you might not know, for this is an ancient wisdom, how yogic cities are granted by the gods. The boon was this, to hold the law, the power over the material world. Cities are magic, and the king of the demons had asked for the most potent city or magic of them all, the city that gives control over the entire universe, all of the gods and goddesses, Tara's city, Shiva's law. For the demon knew that to hold this law, he and his servants would need no other. Brahma responded, The request you make is a great one indeed. To receive this boon, the aesthetic practice will be a deep, long, and painful yoga. You must hang by your left foot over a sacrificial fire for a thousand years. The fire must burn hot. Only hard wood and corpses may fuel its flame. Do this, and the boon is yours. Rama then sent the bull-headed king away, thinking nothing more of their conversation. For as powerful as the king might be, 
No one, not even he, would attempt such a yoga, not now or ever. It turns out that he was wrong. As soon as the king left the city of the gods, he made his way to his home in the deepest hells, where he began his practice. He did just as he was told, and his servants, upon his orders, piled the fire high with wood and corpses of every creature imaginable. For a thousand years, man, beast, spirit, and god alike rejoiced, for it seemed the demons had disappeared. They never showed themselves, and the door to their realm never opened. Again, for those who may not grasp the wonder of this time, understand that demons feed on the suffering of others. They hurt and torture, trick and punish, all in the effort to create their feast of pain. The disappearance of the king and his minions was a great relief for all. And in the time, all beings forgot about the deal, forgot about the king, and came to believe that this time of joy would never come to an end. Deep in his home, the king burnt and burnt, surrounded in smoke, heat, and death until the thousand years came to its end. Upon completion, the bull-headed king came down from the hanging bar and called out to Brahma, It is done! His deep and hideous voice echoed from the depths of hell and all the gods to the halls of the gods. The god of gods heard these words, and in that moment his heart dropped into his stomach, for he knew, by law, this was to begin the great dark age. A time of hell throughout the three worlds, but the yoga had been met, the dharma completed, so the boon would be granted. And so it was, Brahma bestowed the law of the material world into the king of demons, and hell on earth began. The king of the demons rejoiced in every way. All wealth he drew to himself. All the offering goddesses were now at his command. All good things he trapped away in his palace. His minions ran rampant. All wealth was now used to have power over others. Wars were started, weapons made, pain and suffering were everywhere. And all of the demons found themselves with no end of things to feast upon. As hell settled in throughout the three worlds in the ten directions, all sentient beings' eyes turned to the god of gods and the many other gods. They prayed to the gods for their help. When prayer did not help, they made offerings of all they had. And finally, when there was no answer, and the pain continued into a never-ending ocean, they begged and pleaded. They made stories of hope. If we suffer enough, then they will be... There will be a place, a heaven of sorts, where they may, where they could be free. The gods themselves approached Brahma as time went on and their palaces disappeared to the demon king's whims. They too began to beg and plead with Brahma, and all he could say in response was, There is nothing I can do. Then who might help us? asked the gods. If you cannot, there is but one, my mother. Shiva's lover may help us, if she is willing. Let us ask, for this hell on earth must come to an end. Please, Lord, we beg of you and offer we have all we have left. Approach your mother and ask her for her help. Please, the horror is too great. It must be brought to an end. Brahma bowed his head and rocked back and forth. He knew that to ask Tara's help was to travel across the universe to her emerald forest mountain palace and then cross through her army of steel wolves and wrathful sky dancers. 
It would be no easy journey, and in the end, they may not help the situation at all. But as the gods continued to beg, and the suffering cries of the gods, humans, and spirits alike washed over him, he knew he must take the journey. Brahma knew that to accomplish this task, it would, could not be him alone. He must be joined to meet Tara as three, and so he requested audience with his brother gods, making the cycle creation, existence, and destruction complete. Brahma called upon Vishnu and Shiva to join him. They agreed that this was the only way. Brahma and his brothers embarked upon their journey, and after many days came to the edge of a large forest, which ro rose, which from which rose a great mountain. The mountain blazed like an emerald covered in the green lush trees and plants. The gods' brothers three gave pause as Tara's abode came into view. They knew that before entering, it was essential to ask for permission. Upon doing so, the armies of wrathful ladies, sparkling hidden in the space, appeared and made a grand procession path for the gods to follow. The steel wolves stood guard at each turn of the path, now protecting rather than blocking their way. It was a grand procession indeed, Brahma on his swan, four heads, Mala in hand, Vishnu, the all-pervading essence of beings riding his Garuda, bird head, lion body, keeper of the Naga's grand eagle's wing display, Shiva riding his beloved white bull Nandi, covered in the ash of creation, lord of destruction, god of disaster, cobra proud striking stance to meet Lady Tara, Truth Mother, holder of the great Vajra law, the only law to defeat the king of the demons, the only law to meet his yoga. The three made their way to the most pristine diamond adamantine palace, stunning, blazing reds, blues, greens, yellows, whites, in all directions as it sat on the edge of the most beautiful green mare waterfall, green of life surrounding it all. Tara awaited them as she knew the moment of their arrival. Oh, to see her, my friends. I am sorry to break the sacred trust of story, but to see her as they did that day. Blazing green between her sisters, Maritzi and Nekajafi. Her eyes blue, so blue, bluer than the oceans of sweet nectar. Her hair a blazing fire of red. Her eyes playful like a bohemian prankster. Skin green, rests like the most perfect, perfect, perfect. Rainbows dancing to make her clothes. She swirled from her throne as they entered. Has the time come so soon? Has the Dharma been met? Has a yogi in the human realm done it yet again? What do you mean, my queen? asked the three. Have you forgotten the ancient wisdom so quickly? Tara's eyes flashed with disapproval and then softened as the three magnificent beings who stood before her bowed their heads. It means that another has met the yogic law, for you three would not be here if they had not. There is no other way to meet the bull king blood demon than with six of us united as one. It is time for the dark age to end. It is time for me to once again take the form of Kalima and meet this beast in the fire of battle. But you could never win, said Brahma. 
This king is indestructible. One drop of his blood becomes armies of demon wrath. All beings are terrified of this beast. That is why I will need you three. Let me explain. And then we shall draw the beast out of his palace. For this will be your role, great Brahma. Yours, wondrous Vishnu, will follow. Vishnu, you have no easy task in front of you. You are the holder of the great vibration of beingness that embodies all. I will need this from you to transform into the great wrathful one, for she meets you to the very end. Every horror that exists in the realm of karma, la, is you, and I must meet it all to destroy the blood beast king. Are you willing to make the offering? To end this hell, I will make an offering you desire, any offering you desire, he answered. Such courage, she smiled. As she spoke, spoke her gaze turned to the ashen god cobra, uh, god cobra adorned and wild-eyed. You then know the rest. You must trick me back, or all will be lost. You have done it before, great Shiva. You are willing to do it again? My lady, for you and you alone, I will do as you ask. Great Tara, Lady Truth, smiled. Then let us begin. Green light began to emanate from her heart, from which golden hooks appeared, flying in all directions. They drove deep into her two sisters. Then the Dakini Law, the cross of time, emanated at the center and began to spin, drawing the golden lines into her beings. Her sisters dissolved blue-black on one side and golden like the, like the sun on the other, allowing the three to become one. Tara became the most alluring of woman goddesses, the ultimate seductress, red hair like rubies in the sun, skin of porcelain beauty, as though it contained rainbows in every pore, her breasts and womanly curves perfect in every way. The gods, stunned and deeply aroused, took in this new form. Now, she spoke, Brahma, you must journey to the king of the demons and let him know that there is something he has yet to conquer, for he has yet to take a mate to complete his being and bring his kingdom to ultimate power for all time. Why would I dare do such a thing? Rama asked, with a look of confusion and worry on his four faces. You really have forgotten the ancient wisdoms. She shook her head as she spoke. We cannot act until he shifts the karma of his being. To do this, he must come to me. Let him know of my kingdom, and then we shall see how the dharmas will play out. Vishnu and Shiva, be ready for my call. Now go, three, and set this dharma in motion. If all goes well, we six shall, be about, shall bring about the golden age once more. The brothers three went to their separate ways. Vishnu and Shiva returned to their palace, and Brahma set out to the horror of horrors to deliver his message. He had doubts, but Tara was clear, and as he made the journey down through the depths of suffering, he realized this had happened before. Before he knew it, he stood before the great wall of skull and bone. The door, a door of gold soaked in blood and gore stood before him. He knew in his being, as had Tara, that no other could stand at this door without being destroyed. His trust in, in Mother Truth deepened as he knocked three times.
all demons bowed down to the god of gods. And before he knew it, Rama found himself delivering his message to the bull-headed demon, his court an unending stream of suffering. The king smiled as Brahma approached him. His grand hall was packed full of every treasure imaginable, gems, gold, healing herbs, silks, art, and all kinds of heaps and piles. Brahma approached the king and waited for permission to speak. The gruff king's voice resounded like the screams of hell throughout a cavernous hall. What brings you here, god of gods? Your last gift was truly enough, as you can see. <laughs> he leered at Rama with knowledge of the evil and suffering he had forced the god to take part in. It gave him joy to know that he had trapped the god of gods himself into a deal of evil. I come from a recent journey to let you know that there may be a way to keep this dharmic power you possess for all time. There is a beautiful goddess who lives in the Emerald Forest who is not yet under your control. She alone could be your queen if she accepts your courting willingly and you, and you two join. There would be no end to your rule of the universe. Saliva frothed from the bull king's mouth. He roared with a laugh. Laughter, spittle flying. A goddess not under my control? We shall soon fix that. We, she will be mine, and I shall rule for all time. His laugh again resounded through the halls of hell. <laughs> with, with, that, with, with that laugh, Brahma vanished into light, and his mind now linked to Tara, Mother Truth. He sent her those, these words. It is done, he comes. I will be ready resounded in his head. Tara sat under a cherry tree, petals dancing in the wind as the sweet perfume of flowers filled her senses. Relaxed, at ease, she shared her wisdom with a group of ragged-looking yogis. The ecstatics barely dressed and wild-eyed listened to her every word. They drank in her qualities as her presence alone was enough to gain realization. Storm clouds began to gather at the edge of the green. Her kingdom, she knew, was about to receive a guest. Lightning flashed, thunder rolled. She smiled and excused her cotton-clad entourage. I must meet this horror alone, her only words to the crowd. On the outskirts of her home, the king met first the iron wolves. He did not stop to ask for entrance. Why should he? the most powerful being in the universe, do any such thing. His demon kin pushed them to the side. The wrathful sky dancers gnashed their teeth, but Tara held them at bay. There, there, your time will come, my ladies. Don't you worry, your time will come. The demon king and his hordes made their way through the forest, stormed their way to Tara under her tree. As soon as he laid eyes on her, he was enchanted. He knew Brahma had been right, and so he made his decision in that moment to dominate her with his power and drag her back to his palace, as he had done with all of the other goddesses in his domain. He stepped in, nose ablaze with fire, eyes wild and red with lust, and he demanded she be his wife. Do you dare to force your will upon me? Tara asked demurely. I am the most 
powerful being in the universe. If there is no other to be with you, and with that he grabbed her by her hair and made to drag her to the depths of hell. So be it, she said. Vishnu, it is time. In that moment, the demon king's, to the demon king's surprise, appeared in front of them, Vishnu. My lady, as I promised, it is yours. His life radiance brightened as he took out a sword and cut his head from his body. Blood, deep red as velvet, sprayed forth. Tara opened her mouth and in that moment drank in his blood. Her skin turned black, her eyes red, her tongue long and pierced. She smiled a wrath that this king, who he thought he knew and had seen all, had never witnessed before. She grabbed his clawed hand, and to his surprise she smiled, a smile so terrifying. He, the king of demons, shook and tried to free himself. Tara had drank the blood of existence, the blood-red essence of the horror. In that moment, she became all law, all karma, and the transformation to the Black Mother, Kali, was complete. Tara, Tara, Kali Ma, Ekajati, most black, reached up and grabbed the bull king by his toothy jaw. Her, her, her mane became, her mouth, her mouth became a circle of razors without a moment's mercy and a grin that would shake any watcher to the bone. She ripped into the demon king's throat. Her free hand reached up and grabbed his hair. She tore his head back, sinking deeply into his neck. Her wild tongue like a serpent striking at every drop of blood. She caught them all, drinking the never-ending sea of demon essence. The great king fell to his knees. In that moment, two developments took place. First, the demon hordes realized their king was under attack. Second, as deft as only the queen mother goddess could be, the sky dancers appeared from space, black as midnight wrath to the very end and devoured the hordes of demons like an ocean of acid, leaving nothing. Kalima drank until there was nothing left. The hull of the demon lord empty. Her wrath turned to the three worlds. She was not sated by this king's blood. She deserved more. She desired more. At that moment, Shiva, lord of destruction, awoke from his yogic practice and came to her. As the other gods ran in horror, fearing for their lives, he stepped in, loins erect. He, his third eye wide open with the energy. Oh, 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 he loved Kali. His love, the most ancient and secret trick. His Shiva bliss fire met her wrath and meets her wrath. He loves her black mother in every horror and every pain to the very end. She is all existence, and he is the Vajra for Vajra love. Together, when finally they meet, they hold all laws with ease. In that moment, Shiva, taking Black Mother Kali Ma in his arms, kissing her deeply, loving her, 
to the very essence of her being, Tara remembered herself. Her skin once again returned to green. Her sisters were freed and returned to her side, from where in the human's realm a yogi once again attained Ma and somewhere in the human realm a yogi once again attained Mahamudra, and the golden age began. My brothers and sisters, the wild-eyed yogi finished as he sat under the tree. Now you know Shiva's trick. To bring about the golden age and the realization of Mahamudra, Tara in every aspect, every horrific detail, must be met with the love of creation, Shiva's love, Shiva's law. Only when all existence, all pain and all suffering throughout time and space has been met, only then can Shiva's law be realized. Only then can Tara's mandala be raised. There is not one thing that can be ignored or hidden from if this path is to be followed. It is a path that must be followed to its end. That is Shiva's trick. The yogi smiled. He raised his hands in Anjali and dedicated the merit of his story. Then the crowd, still in silence, he stood up and walked away with no concern the offering made the end earth mother and friends you cross a hearth at last Long have we gray haired while the king of demons had his way. But no longer, no longer, it's time to dance and sing. This is the time when the golden age begins. As we welcome love and peace, and these may never cease. We welcome joy and bliss, and all the eyes of the serpent's kiss. Welcome mother, welcome child, welcome body tender and mild. Welcome protection and welcome friends. It's been a long wait, but now the golden age begins. Welcome spring, summer and fall, winter is Persephone's the sweetest of all. Welcome immortality, welcome all. Time to dance and sing as the golden age begins. Welcome all your yogis, and we call you in. Welcome all your protectors, and we call you in. Welcome all you yogis as the golden age begins.